Welcome to the Real Cannabis Entrepreneurs Podcast News Flash. News Flash. Hear the most interesting cannabis news stories from around the globe delivered in 15 minutes or less. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Real Cannabis Entrepreneur News Flash. News Flash. That's right. We're going to start doing these news segments at least two, three times a month for you guys. There's so much going on in the industry that we can't possibly cover it all in our blog. So we're going to present some of this stuff to you guys audibly on our podcast. I got my lovely co-founder and co-host Marie George what's going hey, on what's up y'all how you doing guys <laughs> all right we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little bit of fun guys but we're gonna talk about some really great stuff and some exciting things some other things that are happening that may be a bit disturbing that we need to address but we want to make sure we keep everybody updated and we got some really good ones this week starting off with the first one about the big chain store Mary Joe tell us something Okay, so CVS has started selling cannabis products in eight states. Wow. Um, as reported by CNBC.com. Eight states. Nice. Yeah. CVS Pharmacy has started selling cannabinoid and CBD products in selected states. The mm. pharmacy chain said the product include topicals such as cream, sprays, rolls, rolls, roll-ons, <laughs> roll <laughs> lotions, and salves. These products. I like CBD rolls. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> rolling. So these products are available in eight states. As I said in a statement, CVS specified that in not selling any CBD containing supplements or food additives. Mm, but, see? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. See, they're trying to be on the right side because we know that the uh, that they are regulating um, any yeah. edible-based CBD products. But it's great to see them really take a step into the topical space. Right. Um, I think that that's a wide-open space right now that everybody can entertain without the fear of the DEA or the FDA or any of that other crap that you can really do the CBD topicals um, and have a nice flourishing business. So it's great to see that CVS um, is one of the first out of the gate, one of the big boys. It shows us that we have more um, validation and we're going to see a whole bunch more if you guys follow us on instagram uh you'll see some of the other things we posted about barney's um about walmart about some other entities that are getting into the space so it's going to be very very interesting getting mm-hmm. into this thing and glad they got it in eight states hopefully they can get it in at 50 it would be great. It would be great. All right. All right. All right. Marie uh-huh. Joe. Okay, all right. Next so, show. Next so, next, <laughs> next, 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 next. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one big, huge, huge um, news story that came out this week was the son of Notorious B.I.G. launches his own cannabis line or brand baby, baby. in the name of his dad. Like, and how awesome is that? So reported by the Cultural Cultural Magazine, the son of Notorious B.I.G., C.J. Wallace, is launching a cannabis brand in the name of his father, along with stepfather, dad, Rasaw, and entrepreneur, Willie Mack. <laughs> Think big, probably. Products slated to his shelves in April will be slated on shelves in oh, April. Coming up. So, um, include limited edition top shelf flowers, pre rolls, vapes, gummies, apparel, and assorted accessories as well. So, Ooh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. That's what I'm Get talking about. And- Little BIG coming out with the cannabis line, and that's right. It's just only right because his dad was a, a big advocate, of course, of the uh, cannabis. Um, so, that is really great that his son is also taking that up uh, putting out some lines doing some things for the kids as well because he rolled in some other things outside um, 
of what he was doing with the uh, what they're doing with the flour, the pre-rolls, the vapes, the gummies and stuff like that. And uh, I'm going to want you to read that other part of this article so they can know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So the line of cannabis products will include the brand's first generation launched called Frank White. Uh, yet another one of the notorious B.I.G.'s aliases beyond cannabis. The brand will also include pens, pencils, journals, sketch pads and content. And that's really cool. Like, wow, that, that's dope. You yeah, know? sketch pads, yeah, journals, that's pencils. That's right. Make it a whole experience. Just don't make it about uh, the basics. But we got to go outside the basics as the industry starts to progress. Uh, we're going to see more of this happening in the industry where guys are getting in and diversifying. Uh, the offerings because uh, you know the consumers want it we're ready for a nice diverse array of things that can represent personalities and other types of things so it's really good once again that the notorious B.I.G. little B.I.G.'s making it happen big up to you CJ keep rocking man and uh, we're going to move on to the next story here Black lawmakers to block legalization without social justice in New York reported by Gondrepreneur.com Several lawmakers or black lawmakers in New York say that they will not support any legalization bill that does not provide explicit, specific provisions for reinvestment in the minority communities, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Several black legislators in New York say that they unless cannabis legalization legislation submitted by Governor Andrew Cuomo's office includes guarantees of revenue sharing with the communities most impacted by the decades of prohibition, there will be no legalization at all this year, according to the New York Times report. Wow, there it is, man. That's what's up. Stand up, stand up. That's right. Give yeah. back to all of the people who have been negatively affected, predominantly all of us uh, minorities in the inner cities who have been locked Absolutely. up for years, decades for the same thing that now they are going to jump into and make a profit from, but meanwhile penalized and took away years of many individuals lives that's really good what do you think about that i mean you said it all right there buddy because uh you know we've been affected for years and so now it's our our just due to get more of the the profit uh, from the things that we've been affected by so it it makes total 100 percent sense (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right so yeah we're gonna jump into the next one what's the uh, next story up here so the next story up is the price of weed in all 50 states rankings. Oh, boy. We would love to hear that. So this is reported by NJ Advance Media. Uh, over 170,000 U.S. Res- residents have submitted the amount they paid for an ounce of high-quality marijuana. So here's how the price stacks up. So here are the top three highest states um, with the highest prices. So number three would be Iowa with $364 an ounce. Ooh. Gracious. Thanks. Okay, so number two is Virginia with $366 an ounce. And number one is North Dakota with $387 an ounce. Good gracious. $400 an ounce, man. <laughs> that's hardcore. I mean, poor North Dakota people out there. I'm sorry for you guys, man. Hopefully prices come down. I know you're pretty close to Oregon. Hopefully they can slide over and get this thing passed so they can get some of that stick 
interstate and go uh, inter- interstate and get you guys prices down because that's uh, that's ridiculous, especially for our medical patients. Though that's serious, though seriously, like that really really affects their ability to heal themselves when you're um, have uh, the medicine is well overpriced. So we know that those prices are, are very much depressed in other states. They need to open up the state interstate shipping and so that people can send that over to those uh, other states that are having an issue producing. So yeah, let me hear about the other top three. Okay, so uh, the top three lowest prices uh, here. Okay, so because we all want to hear this. (laughs) Uh, Top three. Number three, Colorado. Uh, with a with $241 an ounce. Mm. Okay, so number two. They would be in the top three. Of course. <laughs> and the next one. Uh, number two is Washington uh, with $232 an ounce. And number one, Oregon <laughs> with $210 an ounce. Man, you know, so everybody needs to go and fly out to Oregon and get their butt. Yeah, everybody knows. Oregon is uh, very, very much over, has a crazy surplus going on right now. They're working to try to get some laws in place so that they can ship uh, interstate, um, ship out of state, basically. Uh, so that would be really great. So good to see, though, though, that the prices are down. And I know they've gone down even further from this because this data was old. They said in this article it was from 2017. Uh, so we know that these prices are definitely lower than what what they what they're showing even here so that's good and then by the way all my new jersey folk we're ranked at number 18 man 344 dollars an ounce at least we're not in the bottom half but uh definitely not in the top so but there it is there it is what we got next what we got next Marie jo? okay so i'm sure i mean we just left the winter season but um this was this is great information so now you can fight the flu with cannabis uh reported by leafly.com uh, the flu season is peaking. Oh, it's over, but <laughs> for next year. And people are using medicinal cannabis products to relieve infl- inflammation and pain while balancing immunity. Atlas Edibles has a rosin-infused herbal drink mix, which is a mellow mix of cannabis, 10 milligrams of anti-inflammatory CBD, and 5 milligrams of pain-decreasing THC, plus with other healing plants. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so Alma Elixirs has a multi-herb, 150 milligrams of THC tincture, blended with the ginger and echinacea, making the potent elixir that's great for preventing colds as well as lessening their severity. So, you know, wow, you need to get wow. that smoke. <laughs> no, but that's not smoke. That is tincture and that is herbal <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, you, you could smoke that blend, but uh, this is a tincture, and I'm really glad to see that these guys are doing this. This is something that I preach for and we preach forever. My wife and I, Marie, we are both herbalists. And so we have been using herbs for the past 27, 28 years since we were teenagers. Um, this is our medicine. We don't take any over-the-counter drugs, any drugs out of the store, nothing like that. It is all herbs. So stuff like echinacea, ginger, 
rosemary, um, you name it. We use them in a number of ways to uh, help eliminate things like the flu and other things that are ailing you. So it's really good to see that these companies are stepping up to the plate and mixing in, um, you know, the other herbs that um, add another element to make a complete profile. Uh, You know, CBD and THC and cannabis is also new that is so new that everybody just focuses on that by itself currently. But now we are starting to see, uh, just like any other herb, it's just an herb. Cannabis is an herb. Rosemary's a herb. Chamomile's a herb. They're now just blending the different herbs the same way we do in herbology to create some synergies that will heal your body from different types of ailments. So this is really, really, really good to see that. So glad the Atlas Edibles, big up to you, Ohm Elixirs, big up to you. Yes. That's okay, so move aside CBDs. What? Sorry for our CBD people. Um, new data finds THC is the real medicine in medical marijuana. Ooh, uh-oh. Took a jab. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Took a jab. Reported by a green entrepreneur, now researchers suggest that the simplistic duality of THC and CBD is not shared by people mm. whose opinions can be denied. Can't be denied. Or can't be denied. Who is that? Uh, it's over thousands of actual patients who use it. You know, two researchers from the University of New Mexico analyzed the data for more than 3,300 medical marijuana patients to track how flowers, tinctures, and edibles, and etc., uh, relieve their symptoms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to listen to the data, the, the data. The data shows that regardless of what patients consume they got more relief from higher levels of THC. That's just bottom line. Uh, ha, 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 ha. So, 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 so. Again, guys, this is all new. There's really no formal research, but there's been a ton of independent research, and this is one of those independent research uh, situations where you see um, that they're saying THC is far more effective for certain patient elements, which is not a surprise. I mean, it's definitely not a surprise, but uh, of course, CBD is getting a, a ton of uh, publicity because of the lack of psychoactive uh, components that produce the high, which is good for the average Joe who doesn't want to experience that. So that's great and all fine and dandy. But when it comes down to it and they're looking at some more um, in-depth research, I guess this is something that we've all known in the cannabis industry for some time that CBD extracted from THC based marijuana um, is actually has some additional and more powerful uh, remnants. It's because of the what's called the entourage effect. And all of these um, chemical components work synchronous, uh, work together and they make a blend of certain um, things that you can't produce when you separate them. So we know THC has been the hero behind a ton of healing. We know that it is the big boy healing element. CBD is also another component. Terpenes are also another component. They all do their things independently, but nothing will beat the raw natural formula that has been put on the planet for us, which is the blends of them all. So I'm all for doing holistic uh, approaches, um, but when they, you know, want to isolate it and do some tests, this is a test that they showed. I, 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 want, I want you to read a little bit more of this article because it has some really interesting findings. 
Okay, so um, in nearly 20,000 sessions recorded by patients, the average symptom improvement was 3.5 points on a 0 to 10 scale. So uh, with more relief correlating to the THC levels. Wow. Okay, so symptoms relief had no correlation with how much or how little CBD was in the product. Mm, hold up, wow. hold up, hold up, hold up. That's, now that's a okay. pretty, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty powerful statement right there. They said the symptom relief had no correlation with how much or how little CBD was in the product. So it doesn't mean, so if you got 100 milligrams or 500 milligrams, they were saying that the symptom relief really didn't match it in terms of the scale when we're talking about, and again, this is about pain relief. So things with pain relief, you got to use things that are more, what, euphoric, the same way that they use pain relieving drugs like um, morphine and and other things. They give you a little bit of uh, euphoric, you know, yeah, not the opioids and all crazy stuff, but this is a natural way of doing it. So I I, I don't, again, um, you know, it doesn't really surprise me that that's the case i know cbd has a ton of power um that it can handle and other things that uh, certain elements and stuff that it can handle really well but that was really interesting i want you to read the other paragraph on it too okay so now something to take into consideration uh they were measuring immediate symptom relief and it Mm. might be that cbd has more subtle long-term effects or that the benefits to THC needs a threshold amount of CBD. Uh-huh. You know, that's the uh-huh. difference here. Uh-huh. So we just don't know. But when you compare the flowers and the concentrates, the THC is what jumps out as having an effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's test patients mostly consume dry flowers and flour um, was also associated with the, gre- with the greatest symptom improvement of any product used. There it is. Once again, once again, guys, once again. This is, again, pointing to the, alluding to the fact that the holistic approach and doing it natural is the way to go, man. I'm all for tinctures. I'm all for, and we use that heavily in herbology and other things like that to preserve and to magnify um, the effect and the power of uh, the healing components within the herbs. So it has its place. But again, I'm all about the natural way of doing things and the flower is the most natural untouched component no scientifical uh you know crazy chemistry just give the flower take it smoke it um and you're good so they all said that they had the best symptom improvement by using the flower so that was also another really good thing yeah Marie. so what's up we got we got one more one okay, more so on the, we on have the list one today. more so portland's uh six dollar eighth ounce Eighth ounces are the future of cannabis. Wow. Mm-hmm. Six Eight ounces. Okay, so by David Downs of Leafly.com, you might not feel it yet, but the prices of cannabis is crashing nationwide. Mm. Uh, right now, an eighth of an ounce in mid-grade flour can be had for as little as $4 a buck. $4 a buck or four <laughs> bucks. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Get so... That, guys. We're rolling into this. Oh, Let's go. Come on, man. So top shelf. Okay, so top shelf at $16. An eighth... That's beautiful. Used to cost approximately sixty dollars uh, under prohibition. In some parts of California, you can still find them as high as a hundred bucks. 
Man. Yeah. So for the past eight years, researchers predicted the mature legalization prices would be about one tenth the cost of prohibition pot. Wow. Um, in some markets, those days are finally here. Wow. 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 Unbelievable, guys. Do you see this, man? They're talking about one tenth the cost, but uh, prices are plummeting four dollar eighths of an ounce uh, top shelf at 16 um, for those who don't know general uh, pricing it's about $30 street price for uh, mid grain flour if you're getting top shelf 40 50 60 bucks um, but they got them $4 $16 uh, going on right now in Oregon like we said these prices are uh, plummeting and they have enough surplus they said to last them to like 2025 something like that it was insane amount of weed that Oregon is stockpiling over there so that's really crazy great for all of the users great for all of the uh, medicinal medical patients out there um, who really could use the price break so I'm all for it but I'm also a little nervous about our farmers about our cultivators because I want them to really um, also have a great um, uh, career and experience and be able to feed their families, um, helping everybody doing a great thing. So I, I, I am concerned about that. So I want you, I want, I want you to read uh, a little bit of the next segment, um, that we have talking about a little bit of that. So go ahead, Marie. Okay. So why legalization crashes prices? Uh, why? Why? Uh, Rand Drug Policy Research Center, uh, calculated that 90% of the prohibition price of weed uh, could be attributed to the so-called risk premiums. Uh, mm. The extra amount shoppers pay to cover the risk of arrests, fines, and prisons for the growers, distributors, and sellers. Mm. Uh, so this old risk premium mm-hmm. coupled with high demand drove the price of cannabis to ridiculous heights by the late 90s. A pound of OG Kush from California went from 5000 per pound. Apes in college went for $60. Uh, that was the standard price. So today... Uh, illicit outdoor farmers report that they are lucky to get $500 a pound. Legal pot would would become so cheap and Rand predicted that one uh, one day it would be given away like ketchup packets at a burger <laughs> joint. <laughs> wow, really? Okay, I can't wait to give it out. Ketchup packets full of uh, some OG Kush. I'll be waiting in line. I'll be at uh, those McDonald's will be very full. <laughs> so that's insane, but but, uh, yeah, back in the day, they said they were going for 5000 a pound OG cushion, California. And now the the uh, farmers and cultivators are saying they're lucky to get 500 a pound. So, again, uh, I'm very nervous about that because, you know, our farmers and our growers, man, that's the foundation of it all. I hate to see them suffer. Um, at the same time, I hate to see our uh, medical patients and other people who are really using the um, uh, the cannabis for medicinal purposes have to get gouged for pricing because of state taxes excise tax all these other ridiculous taxes that they put on top and the big boy companies controlling the prices so i really do think um I, i'm curious to see how this is going to play out hopefully it plays out well for our growers uh, but it's definitely playing out well for the consumers over in oregon right now so here's another little segment about the growers before we cut out what did they say marie jill <laughs> 
Many of them say it's really bad. Uh, he said it's really bad. Um, and many licensed producers have the resort to selling cannabis into the black market to stay afloat. Mm. Uh, there's one Man. licensed cannabis farmer from every 19 tokers in the state. There's whoa, more whoa, closures whoa, whoa, whoa. and consolidation. One licensed cannabis farm for every 19 smokers in the state of Oregon, guys. That is an insane stat. So you got an entire farm that's just supposed to be enough for 19 people, man. These guys are growing ridiculous amounts. So that's that is insane. I'm not sure how things are going to pan out there, but uh Wow, that's a that's a crazy overabundance. But go ahead, I'm sorry to cut you off. To help the industry, a new Oregon Senate bill 582 lays the groundwork for for Oregon to legally export cannabis to places that yes, need it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. The bill got a hearing February 7th. Mm-hmm. If it's passed, the bill will be a nice gesture, but it won't actually change anything. Mm. As long as federal prohibition remains intact, exporting mm. cannabis across the state lines um, is considered illegal interstate, interstate drug, drug trafficking. trafficking. Look at that bull. See, once again, even if they pass it, they're working on it. Oregon's working on it. Uh, the Senate is working on it. And that's where we have a lot of the disconnects going on with the state level stuff. Um, um, and, and, and the federal level, but they are working to make it legal for them to export this cannabis to places that need it. Why do you want to sit there and have it go to waste when there's thousands and millions of people who could really benefit from um, actually having that? And all of the farmers, all of the industry uh, that's going on in Oregon, they're hurting right now. And I was reading some other articles about some of the ancillary businesses saying how um, a lot of them were being forced to shut down as well as uh, a second wave of the impact of what's going on because their clients who are the farmers, the growers, the producers aren't able to pay bills. They're shutting down. They're cutting back. Um, so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a really bad thing. Uh, it's negatively affecting a lot of people in the chain. Really good thing for the medicinal, um, you know, uh, consumers out there. Uh, so I'm not really sure which side, you know, I hope we can balance this thing out. I want to see everybody prosper, have a great time and heal themselves. So thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to The Real Cannabis Entrepreneur New News flash, news flash here with Marie George. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you go check us out online, realcannabisentrepreneur.com. Once again, if you don't know about the mastermind, check that out as well. I'll tell you a little bit more in the outro. So peace, peace, peace.